Hi, my name is Kara Shea Johnson, and welcome to the Heartwork You podcast. Here we bring together current artists to talk about the performing arts industry, because at Heartwork, we provide creative education for real life. Hello, and welcome to the Heartwork You podcast. Today's guests are Shelley Walsh and Dan Maldonado. Shelley and Dan have performance experience in productions such as the first national tour of Margaritaville and the pre-Broadway run of Moulin Rouge. In this episode, we discuss what we wish we knew as college students beginning our financial journey and our hopes for continued financial dignity in the future. And be sure to check out the show notes to grab Heartwork's Financial Starter Kit for Artists. This easy-to-follow guide includes a step-by-step worksheet for managing your student loans and how to ultimately establish financial dignity. And now, let's get on with the show. Just kind of where I'm coming from on this is that for me, and this, you might not feel this way, and and we can totally chit-chat about it, but I feel like I got out of school and I went, I felt like I got hit in the face with a little bit. But it just meant that when I got out of school, I was like, oh, okay, got it. (laughs) And then learned, you know, in my first year how to manage the emotions that came along with being in debt or, or having not understanding my finances or trying to understand them. And so where I'm trying to come from with heart work is a place that does not judge you where you're at, because you might be a freshman in college, totally clear on personal finance. Great. Awesome. Or you might be a senior in college with no idea. Um, and the goal is to not judge anybody where they're at, but just to help them continue on and provide a little support where there is not a whole lot when it comes to artists because of the idea that you're always going to be that way. And that's the, the card you've been dealt in life is that you're just always going to struggle financially and good luck managing that, you know, emotional toll that comes with it. Um, and so trying to, to, to really nix that is the goal. Yeah. So <laughs> on that note, how are you managing your day-to-day feelings on personal finance? I think that for me, I kind of have always had the mindset of like, save, save, save. And so when I, I, you know, I, when we went to Croatia, I paid from that whole trip on my own. And that was like, parents were like, we're not paying for that. Like we're paying for your school. You need to pay for your own trip. And I had that money saved away. Yeah. And once we started dating, I think you became much more aware Mm -hmm. of your finances because I've always been, I never want to be scared kind of thing. So I think like in our day to day, we created an account on this app called Digit, which saves money from you for you with every purchase you do or every Mm -hmm. deposit. Mm -hmm. So we had that. um, And like COVID is a whole other new, new thing because, you know, we, you know, some of us were getting that $600 bump along with our unemployment. And then when that stopped, you kind of have to reassess where you're at. So I think just trying to be, I guess the way I would say answer that question is, I guess like trying to just be hyper aware of the future without letting it stunt your current moment, I think, for me. For me, it was one of those things where it's like, I I was very, very fortunate going into college. And, you know, I had parents that really, really looked out for me. But once I graduated, like like you, Kara, I really kind of got hit in the face. I was like, oh my God, this is really what real life is like, you know? And I went right into to Moulin Rouge and I, I got to see, it, it did help me actually working with, with professionals because these were people who have made their living off of being mm-hmm. an artist. Oh, okay, it is possible. These people yeah. like own homes and they have children and 
they are, you know, living a normal life, you know, they did a lot of hard work, of course, and maybe a little luck on their side. Um, but it is possible. But the biggest wake up call for me was uh, getting our apartment. And ever since then, you know, my relationship with finances goes up and down, you know, here and there, obviously in between jobs and things like that, because your number one priority is I need to make sure that like, I have the money to pay my rent for my apartment and my utilities and things like that. Uh, Cause it's so easy to just spend frivolously. I mean, mm -hmm. I still do occasionally here and there. Uh, and we actually balance each other out because she is more frugal. Yeah. <laughs> not, uh, not yeah, frugal, frugal yeah. yeah. She's more frugal and I'm more frivolous. So like <laughs> sometimes I'll tell her, you know what, just do it, why not? It's a once in a lifetime thing. And then other times she's like, do you really need that? Um, yeah. But ever since having the apartment and like fully being on my own, like like I kind of cut off my financial ties with my parents or anything like that. Like I, I completely went off on my own and that was the biggest wake up call. And ever since then I, I, I gained uh, a greater appreciation and respect for money and, and finances. Yeah. And, you know, I hit the ground running with working uh, and it got exhausting, you know, it got tiring here and there. And you, you know, you get sad every now and then cause you're like, I, you know, I'm going to have to pull from savings a little bit, maybe to afford rent this month, but it is what it is. And, and, you know, you just hope for the next audition and, you know, we've been very fortunate to be working frequently a lot since, mm -hmm. um, graduating. So it's really kind of just been a roller coaster ride mm -hmm. here, um, with more ups than downs. I, I like to think, but you know, the downs are still there. So it, you know, it's give and yeah. take. Sure. Um, if you were speaking to somebody that was just coming out of school and kind of getting that blindsided moment, what would you give them as advice? Breathe. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you'll figure it out. Yeah, I, I definitely would say um, make sure that you have a savings account started. Put anything mm -hmm. that you put in. Um, and Get talk a to a, talk to a, um, you know, call your people who have your loans, call Sally Mae, call the bank, talk to them. They will give you a payment plan. It's not, the world's not going to end. Mm -hmm. I had, when I graduated, I called Sally Mae and I was like, I cannot pay more than $300 a month. I cannot pay more than this. And they said, okay, like they're open, you know, everyone's not against you. You know, yeah. people want to help you. And if they can, they will. And other, no matter what, you're going to figure it out. What do you wish the financial world could look like for artists? Oh my God. <laughs> Free. Like, like dream it. Like hit, hit their ceiling. Like, I, th I had um, no, I haven't really, like, that's such an interesting question because I feel like it would be less of like a wage gap situation. I mean, there's like the wage gap just with people in general and women and men. Yeah. Now there's this also this huge wage gap of like ensemble members versus leads or mm -hmm. regional theater versus summer stock. And it's, I think union that- versus non-union. Right. And yeah. I think it needs to start at the top, you know, with the union, like all that stuff. That's a whole other conversation. But for me, I think it's a snowball effect of like, I wish that we had more opportunities to have more money so we could make more money. So yeah. like, not just being an actor, like getting involved in real estate, you know, getting involved in, you know, other things like passion projects. I think that it's just like affordable housing too is so helpful and it's hard in New York because yeah. those are really only available through like lotteries, you know, I don't know. I mean, I wish also, I mean, the arts weren't so heavily donation based as well. Sure. So many theaters 
rely on donations rather than, you know, getting funds from their local Mm -hmm. government or whatever the case may be. Um, And that turns them into, no, that's not for-profit, that's not for-profit. And then the theaters that don't get donations are for-profit. So they rely on just making as much money as they possibly can. There's no, you know, real help unless you're getting it started and you get a grant or something. But you still need to pitch an idea. You still need to, it's like, and I understand it's like every other business, but this business in particular happens to be one of the most expensive businesses. Yeah. And right, you need a lot of money to get started. You need a lot of money started. to do anything to get started, to, yeah. you know, pay your actors. And then, and yet we get the least amount of money right. when it comes to anything, you know? Unless you're famous. Exactly. Like a grant for a small business is not the same as a grant for a theater. You know, they still probably get the same amount of money. Yeah. Yeah. You're still getting a small business grant, even though, you know, starting a corner store, even though it's going to cost you a lot of money, I'm sure. But that small business grant is going to probably help you a little bit more than a small business grant is Mm -hmm. for it. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. there's just so much more that goes into theater that people don't really realize. Thanks for listening to the Heartwork You podcast. We'll get back to the show shortly. But before then, we want to make sure you know about the Heartwork You packs. These resources include podcast-style interviews like the one you're listening to and free worksheets and guides that walk you through the step-by-step process of advancing your expertise in topics such as financial literacy, networking, and creative development. To learn more about the Heartwork You packs, visit the show notes at our website at karajohnson.com forward slash heartwork. You know, it, that's such a psychological issue. Yeah you know, within the theater community. And it's like, you know, your worth is only as much as you can put on a resume. And it's like, that to me is a problem when it's really like, look at all these opportunities you have, you get to go to school for theater and then you also have to have a job. It's just like a whole, yeah, that, that's, I think my biggest thing is, is like, you're made to think that you should be grateful for anything as opposed to demanding more. And that's an issue in theater, I think. It's a huge, it's a huge thing. It's, and I think it's something that, um, can change but will be a slow and gradual um but i think that despite you know the horrible nature of this pandemic and really but we're going to see a deep gap in the economy because of the lack of arts like there is a there's going to be a big um hole and and a lot of things but I mean, we see the performing arts and we see you know obviously new york it's huge like there's going to be a huge hole and that what's it worth then? Like, is it, is it worth to really kind of up the dignity in for artists and not just take things for granted um, when yeah, they do really an impact yeah. on the economy? Um, if there's one lesson about that that you wish you learned in college, what would it be? Or you wish that was taught in college to other people? Yes. I was going to say, for me, it would have been to like really sit down with your finances freshman year and see how much you can pay immediately. Pay Mm -hmm. while you're in school, pay slowly Mm -hmm. and see how the school can help you. For me, I wish that I wouldn't have waited until I graduated college to be like, oh, okay, I have six months to start paying on a $70,000 loan. Cool. Um, Like that to me feels like it wasn't like be proactive, be on top of it, call them talk to your school, talk to your registrar. That's something that, that you need to be on top of. You don't have a scholarship. Okay. Then, you know, talk to the school. Yeah. I think that's my number one thing is just like, try to be proactive about it. I think the one thing that I do wish was, was stated more specifically with theater. And this kind of goes into to high school that 
it doesn't really matter what school you go to because I think mm -hmm. a lot of kids end up putting themselves into further debt because they wanted to go to the school with the name so which yeah. is going to be expensive and going to be putting them in in you know more dire whatever or what like because I know so many people now who went to schools that I didn't hear of in college yeah. mm -hmm. you know whatever yep. you know people working at Muni people working at these really really great theaters who really doesn't matter what school you go to so like don't I wish like they they tell you like don't stress about going to the bigger name school and then thus spending more money or you yeah. know I think also the transfer mindset is really difficult in musical theater because transferring is a really great financial option for a lot of people in any other major. Yeah. <laughs> in any other major, it's like so, it's totally okay now. Like it, I would say in, in, there are some circles that it's like, sure, yeah, maybe people see community college as like not a good thing. But for the most part, the conversations surrounding community college is like definitely changed because yeah. we see how great kids are doing after two years of like figuring it out and two years of working and paying less money and all those things. But most schools don't allow for a transfer, right? For musical theater or for performing because they want you to have the four years of training. But that means that's four years of private school, you know, versus maybe two years out of community college and then two years of private school that you now can pay towards because you worked during those two years of, you know, whatever. And, and I don't, I don't know. I think that they're, the, the path for everybody is a little bit different. Um, but I do, I do see it. And I think Shelly, you're kind of getting this, like how many roadblocks there are like set up systematically. I wish that they could incorporate into the musical theater, um, what the class course schedule, something sure. like, along the lines, like a class, like our auditions class, because especially senior year, at least at our school, you had so much flexibility. Like I would rather not have nine credits go towards my electives and have like six and have yeah. a class that's three electives, that's three odd credits, and it be about, you know, the bit like business. Mm -hmm. How yeah. do, how to market yourself as a as an actor as a yeah. business? So many actors do that, you know. They so this this way they can do write offs because you can't do write offs unless you're a business. Right. So yep. you you know, how to start an LLC and become you an LLC, how to yeah. brand, how to save money, how to, you know, invest. Oh my God, I wish Investing, I knew. I like they don't tell, tell us anything. Yep. What is the union? Why is, why is it there? What do they help you with? Like I, yep. when I was thrown into my union job, I was just like, uh, okay, I get inundated with like retirement plans. I was like, I just started. What yeah. is this? What do you mean retirement plan? The only thing yeah. that like rung a bell was 401k. I was like, uh, sure, I guess. Yeah. And like, that's the only thing that they, and I wasn't taught that any of yeah. that. Like, 401k. Yep. What are things that you can invest in? Like, what are other ways that artists do invest, you know? And yep. I just wish there was a class, whether it's a semester, honestly, it should be a year. Yeah. long class well and it should start your freshman year so it's your first year and you have a class every year that it could be, like be like lab i'd much yeah. rather have every monday night instead of having well i did appreciate the occasional guest artists here and there but i'd much yeah rather but there's a difference that class yeah. every night where we go over and we we learn okay you know how do you save your money as an artist uh, yeah. you, what do you need to rent an apartment what do you need to yeah. maybe buy a house later on yeah and what do you need to build a credit all these things that are difficult enough as it is for anyone else, but especially difficult when you are an artist who mm -hmm. you know, are, is going to be working paycheck to paycheck or maybe yep. on a 
uh, minimum wage job for a little while, or you know, you're climbing up the hill and you're, you know, you're getting there, but you're not quite where you want to be. Like all of these things like play a factor and you know, I, you're just figuring it out. And it's like, that's so not- <laughs> all of the things you just said are hacks in hard work. <laughs> so because I had precisely all of the same feelings, like here are the 25 different things I can think of off the top of my head that I wish I learned. Um, and so ultimately the goal is to do kind of like, um, a couple pieces, but is, is to bring this into schools because it's, it, I, when I, I didn't really say kind of who it's ultimately for, it's really for the college kiddo. Um, there's stuff that people new in their career can learn from it. Cool. Great. But like, this is not designed for us. It's designed for what I wish I learned. Um, right. and so it's, it's designed for, uh, the college student. And so what I'm hoping to ultimately do with it is do like a traveling workshop. So like you hire me, I come in for three weeks or, you know, like, like, you know, I'm a couple of year writer did like fit for Broadway and they, she came in and did like uh, the Monday night lab three weeks in a row and did like a session with them. And it was like, okay, you do a workshop. But then what I really like to do is write this into a reusable lesson plan so that it can be taught. So you, yeah. a professor or a teacher or a program buys the lesson plan. And this obviously, I'm talking about subjects and concepts that I can't teach, but I know what I missed. Right. And so I can say, I can find, the, the point is to be the middleman and is to find the people that I wish that uh, were teaching it. But I think the biggest piece for me and why I, I want to make this different and, and why these interviews are so important is there's a ton out there. Like you can Google it. There's a ton out there, but not a lot of it is written for artists. There is not a lot written in a dissectable, digestible under, way that can be understood by a freshman year musical theater student, right? Like it's all written by old rich white men and they want you to read a big long book about 401ks and it's like, that's not how this works right now for, for us. And so um, that's, that's ultimately the goal. So I'm, I'm glad to hear that because that's how I feel. That's how I've heard from other people is that here's this big chunk that was missing. Helps because I feel like when you grad, like after a year or two after graduating, if things aren't going where you feel they need to be going, like with the way we're taught, we're like, well, I need to do something else, or I need to like this is kind of useless. Whereas it's like there are examples, like there are people who've never been on Broadway who, again, made a life out of yeah. doing theater and things like. Like it is possible if you do the take the right steps and do the right thing, you know. Mm-hmm. But we're never really like shown that. Mm-hmm. We're just told, like. It's a weird conversation to have too, like with your parents and with other people. And they're like, you know, like it's a, you've, you know, something Dan's parents have said to us before are, um, I can't think of the exact phrase, but it's like, it's part of the territory, like as if financial struggle is a part of the territory. And it's like, right. And it's like, every time I hear that, all I want to do is be like, actually, like all these things. And I'm like, and I'm like, because for me, what I went to school for was just like a vessel for other things. It was a vessel for me to have the education to direct, to be a part of a theater program, to teach students, to start the business we're starting now, mm-hmm. learn things that other people don't have to pay for that I've already learned and I can help them learn. Like, so yeah. it's hard when people are like, you don't go to school for business and just go into business. Like, that's not a thing. It's a degree that gives you knowledge about a topic that you can- It's also like, I remember when I was first getting into it, my parents were all worried because again there's the stigma of like if broadway or nothing 
you know, yeah. like the only success. And, and even still, they're like, even Broadway artists don't make that much money. But after working for consistently for six years, you know, I, my parents have started to realize and people who don't know what the business is like, they started to realize, oh, not like there are millions of theaters across America. There are international yeah. possibilities. There mm -hmm. are, you know, other things, good paying jobs outside of Broadway and, and you know, maybe more steady jobs. You can, you could book a year long contract at a theater and work for a year making, you know, a decent salary for that year and, and things like that. There are perks, like again, I've visited, I don't even know how many cities that I probably would have never visited had I not had a job there. Yeah. You know, like there are other perks that, you know, people don't really recognize or know until they know someone in it or they're doing it themselves. Do you have future financial goals for yourself? Yeah. I mean, it's funny that you bring that up actually, because Dan, spit on me. Um, it's funny that you bring that up because like a couple, you know, I've been, Dan's parents are in real estate and I, you know, I've been saving a lot and I've, you know, been on top of my, you know, what I'm going to do. And ideally, you know, we're just trying to look at the best way to invest the money that we have, you know, it's a long-term, you know, put some money in an IRA, put some money in the stock market, whatever that means, which nobody knows what that means, but like you give it to somebody and they invest it, you know? Um, yeah. So yeah, I mean, our, for me, I think I can speak for both of us. Ideally, we would like to have own a property or a few um, and financially stable enough to have a family to whenever, you know, COVID's over, eventually make the next step in our relationship. So yeah. just like normal, you know, nothing crazy, just like normal, like things that normal adults do, but right. like are, are totally crazy for artists. But yeah. like people be like, oh, you're gonna buy a house? Like, like, like to be totally crazy by artists, but they're not. You know? Yeah. I, again, I, I look at my friends who none of them are in theater or anything like that, and they're still going through the same exact struggles that I'm going through. Yeah. So there's such a stigma behind being an artist, but you know, yes, it's maybe not as promising as like let's say an engineer. But all of my engineer friends are still climbing the social ladder, still climbing the financial ladder. Yeah. They, property they don't you know they're living with family right now and yeah I mean the same things that we're doing as a matter of fact I moved out before all of my friends did yeah. all of my friends went home it's back yeah. to the parents and I moved out first the artist you know so like there's I don't know um the last question I have is what advice would you give an 18 year old regarding personal finance honestly I think it's seek advice from people outside of just your friends and faculty, mm -hmm. you know, advice from, you know, your aunt or uncle or your parents. And if you feel like you're not getting anything out of that, like go online, find places like, like your, 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 um, my dream, <laughs> but it hopefully will be. Try, yeah. try to find, like, if you know someone who's graduated, maybe not in the theater business or what yeah. struggles did you go through? What did you wish you learned in college? You're, you know, you're 25, 26 years old. What did you wish you learned? Thanks for listening. To learn more about Heartwork, visit us at karajohnson.com forward slash Heartwork or follow us on social media at Heartwork by KSJ.